Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. We are continuing to follow the story regarding the deputy from the Riverside County Sheriff's Department who was shot and unfortunately killed this afternoon. We do not have specific word on when there will be an update from the Riverside County Sheriff's Department, but we know that it's coming later today. And if and when there is a a presser, we will bring that to you live so you can have that information. Right now, Andy Field, ABC News correspondent, does join me from Washington. But think of this for a moment. $761 billion of merchandise was returned last year, but this year, belts are tightening all across the country. Those returns could end up costing you more. So you might have to say goodbye to the days of free returns. Andy, am I reading that correctly? Uh, In some cases, that is correct. There are some companies that are charging uh, pretty hefty restocking fees. Uh, some are just saying, hey, you got seven days, and if you don't return it in that time period, forget it. You're stuck with it. Uh, this is all because, as you mentioned, that's staggering more than $700 billion with a B dollar of merchandise returned last year. And that's just crushing retailers because, in many cases, they can't resell the stuff. If, if you return those ugly Christmas sweaters or the winter coats or the skis, Uh, they have a hard time selling those after Christmas, and they're just sitting around collecting dust for the next year, and, of course, the new styles come out, and they end up having to throw them away or just write them off. In some cases, these retailers are are saying when you return them, just say, you know what, it's going to cost us more to restock it here. Here's your refund. Just keep it. 
I can end up regifting it. I can honestly say I am not contributing to this problem because I refuse to return anything. It's almost like I'm my own company and I just write it off as a loss. I try to do my homework as far as what I purchase so I know if and when I get it, it's actually what I want. Now, this is assuming that it's a product that is as advertised. If you send me something different than what I asked for or what I thought I was getting, then that's different. But I know that it's usually a headache. Amazon makes it relatively simple. But for the most part, it's a headache to either go back to the store or put something back in the mail. Now, how much would you say from what you know about this issue is from online retailers making it so easy for people to return stuff? Well, there's part of that that is actually the case, and uh, and it's and it's making it harder for the bricks and mortar stores, the, the traditional retailers, because I'd, they you come in there and, and they make it harder for you to return it. They, you just say, hey, buy things online, so it makes it hard, harder for them to stay in business. Uh, these are all big problems. Uh, 41% of the retailers now are charging for return shipping. That's up from 33% last year. And do you know the busiest day for returns in the year? Do you have any idea? Not the day after Christmas, day after New Year's? That is right, January 2nd. Hey, it is hey. in the title of National Returns Day from UPS. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a giant problem here. Uh, so just keeping the refund is one of the things. And, and part of the reason is by the time they, the company spends the money to bring it back, process it, inspect it, put it back on the shelf, ship it again, there's often no profit left after they've spent all this money restocking and everything here. And by the way, retailers are making a list and checking it twice, just like Santa, to see how often you return stuff. The good customers often get better return options, the ones who don't abuse the system. The folks who say, I'm going to buy seven pair of shoes just to see which one fits me, and I return six of them. If you do that frequently, they're going to look at you a bit askance and say, you know what, maybe we're going to start charging this person for doing this stuff. Okay, this is where I think I can connect two stories, which seemingly should obviously be connected, but they haven't been connected. Am I wrong to look at this and say, this is kind of connected or financially connected to the the tremendous retail theft that we've been seeing, at least in the brick-and-mortar stores, where Overall, it's just costing more for these businesses to do business. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know that they are connected. I, I, I certainly it, it's a giant problem for for the brick and mortar stores to to have the shoplifting problem. You know, it's one of the reasons when you go into CVS and if you use a regular hand razor, you go to buy a, a new set of blades. It's under lock and key, and you, you need a Brinks uh, truck guard to come in and open up the razor blades because those are easy to stick in your pocket and walk out the door. Uh, in fact, I was talking to a CVS manager the other day who said, yeah, that's the most stolen thing we have in there, razor blades, because they are so expensive. Andy, Andy, I've got to jump in there. I'm sorry. I don't know where you're from, but from where I live, the razor blades have always been under lock and key. It, it's, it's a new phenomenon for folks who don't live in the hood, but for us who lived in the hood, <laughs> they have always been I, under. I must live in a lot of hoods because every CVS I go into has one of those. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead. As you were saying, I, I interrupted your thought. <laughs> no, no. Uh, by the way, you know, I, I heard your story uh, just as we were coming on here. What is it? 438 a gallon in California is the average for gasoline, which I guess is down considerably. That's much better uh, than it was three months ago. Well, you know, California listeners are going to get real jealous when I tell you this. 
We just drove from New York uh, back down to Washington, D.C. through New Jersey. Three oh one a gallon for gasoline in New Jersey. Can you hear my eye roll right now? Is it loud enough for you to hear? <laughs> you might need to get them shoved back into your head. <laughs> well, I mean, part of it is we have a gas tax out here that the rest of the country does not have. I said part of it. And part of it, there is some price gouging, which is going on out here that is not um, happening around the country. But you you know what New York has that we don't have? What's that? Snow. Cold weather. All the things. Yeah, I would rather pay more for yeah, gas well, have, than deal with your dealing with. They fires and earthquakes, so there's, there's a little bit of a trade-off. Oh, wait, 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 wait. How many people have died in an earthquake in the past 30 years in California? None that I know of. Thank well, you. I, and in fact, I was Thank in the you. last one. It was really bad out there in Northridge. Yes, was that was the last time. Ago. That was the last right. time. I think it was 94. Okay? Yep. Now, you know, and, and, and no disrespect to those people who are are dealing with the death and loss on the East Coast right now. But I'm saying that's part of the reason why we do live in California. The weather does matter. And, yes, we know that we are paying for it to a certain degree, but that's something I'll gladly pay for. You can't return it either. Don't want to. It is as advertised. It was 80 freaking degrees on Christmas nice, Day. Yeah. Nice. My, my daughter's down in Palm Springs. She lives in L.A., but uh, she's down in Palm Springs this weekend. She's very nice there. You know, Andy, I have, we're just like completely off the topic right now. We're just BSing. Yeah, why not? And I'm sure your <laughs> listeners are going, what are they talking about? <laughs> we're talking about returning packages. All I can say is I don't return packages. This is not going to impact me. I don't know if you do, but it is good information to know that if you do it with any regularity, it may cost you in the future. Is that the takeaway? Yeah, they will. And, and you know, just kind of be certain about what you want to do. And, of course, there's the Evergreen gift card. Uh, most people don't return those. They usually end up using them and spending them. Amen. That's what I do. Andy Field, ABC News correspondent, thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you. This is the Johnny Ken Show. I'm Mo Kelly. KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It's Mo Kelly in for John and Ken. And you probably have been listening to the news. Mark Ronner touched upon it. Police are looking for a group of men caught on video breaking into a marijuana dispensary in L.A. yesterday morning. Police said the burglary took place around 1230 in the morning. The suspects hopped over the fence from the alley behind the shop and were prepared with some sort of tool they used to break into the rear door. KFI's own Blake Trolley is on it, and he joins me right now. Blake, good afternoon. What is the latest, sir? Yeah, well, at this point in time, owner Toby Reed says he thinks at least $1 million of product has been stolen. And, Mo, when I asked him, I said, is that $1 million of market value or cost to you? He explained to me that's cost to him, $1 million worth of weed. As you say, they uh, they actually used crowbars yesterday to try to break through that back door. And as Reed describes to me, these guys were not going to back down. And, yeah, they just spent about eight minutes on the door, two guys with crowbars just prying out prying open the door and uh it, it seemed like they were going to get in or get busted they didn't care they weren't leaving until they got in that was obvious because the and the, the cameras uh they were getting spoke down to on speaker and there was sirens that were had been activated and um alarms exterior before they even got in they were being spoken to by the analytics company cyber optics and they just continued. They finally broke that door open. Reed says once the thieves got inside, they beelined it for the room where he keeps his big stash. Uh, and that's another sign. And, and, and I should 
put this out there. Reed's been pretty forthcoming with me that he thinks this uh, may have been an inside job, may have been organized. And uh, he says one of those signs is just the way these guys operated once inside his store. It seemed very organized, and it seemed like they were like, being instructed almost like in real time. It looked like if you, if you analyze the video, you can see at least one guy FaceTiming with someone who's kind of directing them around because they're running around on the camera. And trying to, um, you know, they're passing up some pretty valuable items, trying to make their way to around something it seemed they were, they were being told. So when he says valuable items there, I had him elaborate on that. What he's saying is weed. He's saying there were other bags of weed um, that were still very valuable, but these guys were just passing right by those bags. Look, and, and he said that makes him assume they were looking for his inventory room. That's where he keeps his big stash. That's where they'd be able to get in, grab a bunch of weed, and get going and that's what they did they got they finally made it into his inventory room they took a bunch of weed loaded it up into bags one guy had a duffel bag they threw it into the back of uh, two different cars he says the uh, the trunks of those cars they couldn't even close them they had so much weed in the back of these cars they just took off with the uh, with the trunks inside now as for his suspicions um, he told me he did tell somebody he thought he could trust about a big shipment coming down from Northern California he said he did that about 10 days ago this was a person again he thought he could trust someone he says would help out uh, with the dispensary so uh, it'll be interesting to see if if this plays out as an inside job I called the LAPD they say so far no arrests have been made uh, made but Mo as Reed explains to me he's already facing challenges um, he hopes insurance and you know but between insurance and his suppliers he can he can come back from this uh, but he's t he told me he's already facing challenges as you know and we made a whole documentary about this weed in the uh, the weed industry in California is not as lucrative as people might think he documented some of the issues he's going through right now oh absolutely this is probably my most challenging period in my career right now because of the uh, seemingly coordinated effort to crush <clears throat> you know guys like guys like me small family operated mom and pop businesses in this industry are, are, are suffering because there's you know multi-thousand acre grows <clears throat> grows that are hundreds of acres big big money um, greenhouses harvesting and putting the wheat putting the wheat out there for uh, you know, dirt cheap. I'm not the illegal. No, and and the legal, and the legal, the legal market, the legal licensed um, grows probably putting it out onto the black market too. For all I know, there's just big, big grows out there. I see weed on my coming in for um, <clears throat> you know, it's for, and for prices that are just hard to deal, hard to deal with. Yeah. So there you have it. He says, you know, he can't compete with those with those bigger grow ops that can supply it at a much lower price. And when he, you know, what he described to me is, yeah, it, it, these big grows can pull this off for a much bigger, uh, much lower price uh, than when he gets it for. And Mo, you know, I made a documentary about this last year, and when we spoke to weed shops here in LA, the the legitimate ones, they say they're already going through a lot of issues. And one of the big issues is that a lot of the dispensaries in LA aren't even legal; they're not licensed, and they're not under any of the regulations. So they're able to sell it at a lower price. And when I talked to Reed about that, he says there's one close by that he's you know working to compete with. So uh, real tough situation for this guy. Blake, in your discussions with Reed, did he mention, because I'm reading published reports where this specific dispensary had been robbed 
in recent years a number of times. Did he make any mention of that or make any connection to those robberies? He didn't make any connection to those robberies. Again, he's he, he seemed pretty convinced uh, that this is an inside job. And yeah, as you say, this, this dispensary has been targeted, and he explained to me that comes with the territory. That said, he hasn't been hit at this level before. Um, and when you walk into a store, it's very obvious that they've dealt with this, right? You go to a store, there's actually a security guard before you even get into the shop itself this you know this can speak to how big of an issue it's been uh in the past with these with these uh recent uh burglaries when you go into his store there's actually a security guard behind glass people show their id to that security guard then she buzzes them it's almost like a security vault she buzzes them through a gate and then once you're through the gate then it looks like a standard dispensary and uh i asked the security guard about it and she laughed she said yeah that's this this is totally an issue here and that's why we're set up this way I'm just going to ask this, and maybe this wasn't divulged to you. We have seen video of the break-in, but I'm inclined to believe that there's other video available either from inside the dispensary or from the surrounding buildings. Did Reed give you any other indi indication that there was other evidence uh, of a video kind that was available to them? No, in fact, he made it sound like he released what he had. So um, I think, you know, as far as what he has... I think he did release that, you know, release it to the media and released it to the police. But again, Mo, you know, I think the, the, the one thing to watch with this one is that this, you know, and it wasn't just him. Some of his other employees told me as well. They're suspecting this was an inside job. And some of them are, are actually, actually joked with me that it's almost like a game of Clue now trying to figure out who maybe uh, who maybe started this. But, the you know, he describes the way that they were navigating through his floor plan based on this video tells him they knew exactly what they were doing. Well, to me, there are a finite number of individuals who would um, have any history with the dispensary, who would know the layout and the floor plan, and it would just seem like a matter of time before they would be able to drill down on the individual or individuals who would be uh, responsible for this, but we'll have to wait and find out. Blake Trolley, great job. Thank you for doing that, and we'll be continuing to watch this story. All right, thanks, Mo. This is the John and Ken Show. I'm Mo Kelly in for John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Over the course of my professional career, I've worked on some political campaigns. Originally, I flirted with the idea of running for political office. Not a year goes by in which someone doesn't ask me, hey, have you ever considered? Not from a, a party, I'm just saying in a general sense. I've had uh, Republican operatives and Democratic operatives have asked me if I want to work on this or that or the other with them. I've always been on the periphery. I've always been on just the outside of politics in an advocacy uh, way. But I never really seriously consider running for office. Why? And there's a point to this. Why? Because I think it's one of the most selfish things that you can do. I honestly believe you have to have an unchecked ego to run for office in many respects, especially to run for president, if you think that that's your ultimate goal. Even though you may start off running for county supervisor, and if you have designs on becoming president one day, even though you may not say it publicly, you have to have an unchecked ego to think that you can be leader of the free world or even would want to. That's something I've never wanted. And I also know that running for office in today's world, post Bill Clinton, I would say, you're also involving your family in any number of ways. You're, all, you're involving them as far as the scrutiny. If you mess up, 
Well, it involves your family. If if you run for office, well, they're going to analyze your family. They're going to investigate your family for opposition research. It's never just you that it impacts. And also, there's the time commitment. You're never home. You're always out on the road going to visit constituents or something like that. It's rarely, it's, it's rarely a good thing for the family members when there's someone who's running for office or even an, an elected official, to be honest, if you've ever known someone who was married to an elected official. I say that because I came across this audio where former First Lady Michelle Obama said that she basically did not like her husband at all for 10 years as he was beginning his political career. She was raising their two young daughters, and Barack Obama was basically nowhere to be found. I'm, I may be putting a little too much on it, but we're going to play the audio in just a second. But Barack Obama was not around. He was out trying to be a you know, future politician, playing golf and what have you. But Michelle Obama was left at home raising the girls. And she said that, you know, 30 years they've been married. They just recently celebrated their 30th anniversary. But for 10 years, she did not even like him at all. I, people think I'm being catty by saying this. It's like there were 10 years where I couldn't stand my husband. Yeah. You, you know? do say that. You <laughs> say 10 long years. And guess when it happened? When those kids were little, right? Yeah. Right? Because... You know, you can be all great individually when, you, when you're just married. You got your life, he's got his, you come together. It's all, ooh, good to see you, bye, take it easy. <laughs> and then you have kids. Not take it easy. Take it easy, you're traveling, that's great, good. I get to hang, hang out and watch the TV I want to watch. Right. But the minute we had kids, it was like, where are you going? <laughs> and how far? And you start measuring, it's like, how many diapers did you change? And, oh, you're golfing? Yeah. Oh, you got time? Oh, you got time to golf? <laughs> how you at the gym all the time? I Why are you in my brain right now? I'm like, that's, when all, that's when all the measuring starts golfing. because you got this project. Yes. And guess what? Little kids, they're terrorists. <laughs> they Terrorist. are. They, 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 they have demands. Oh, yeah, they don't talk. Right. They're poor communicators. Yeah. They cry all the time. They're yeah. irrational. They're, yeah. they're, they're selfish. <laughs> they're selfish. And you love them more than anything. anything. Oh. Yes. And so you can't blame them. No. Right? Because look, they're cute. And he's yeah. so cute. And look at him throwing his plate. That's so cute. <laughs> so you turn that ire on each other. Yes. You know? And for 10 years, while we're trying to build our careers and, you know, worrying about school and who's doing what and what, what you know, I was like, uh, this isn't even. No, and yeah. guess what? Marriage isn't 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, mm -hmm. ever. There are times I'm 70, he's 30. Mm -hmm. There are times he's 60, 40. But guess what? 10 years, we've been married 30. Wow. I would take 10 bad years over 30. It's just how you look at it, mm. right? And people give up for the Set five years, I can't take it. How it do you bad. know? What is the because sometimes you gotta you know your person. Do you like mm -hmm. him? I mean, you right. could be mad at him, but do you still look at him and go, I, I'm not happy with you, but I respect you. Right. I, I don't agree with you. Yes, but you, but you're still a kind, smart person. Yes. The feelings are gonna change over time, right? Yes. You're not gonna always be. <gasps> <laughs> so the minute that goes, people want to give up on it. It's true. But now you're in the work. You're in the work of it. And that's why I want to talk about the work of it, the work of any relationship, the work of friendship. Yeah. 
I've been married now six and a half years. And the best advice that I was given was similar to what Michelle Obama was talking about, where it's never 50-50. It's never 50-50. Sometimes it's 70-30 you. Sometimes it's 60-40 her or your spouse. Sometimes it's 52-48, however you want to divvy it up. But it's never 50-50. And it's in the long view of things. And something else someone told me, um, I think it was maybe a week before I got married, I put on Facebook, hey, what's the best advice you ever got before you got married? And I had a friend, Adam Contras, who's, I think it was, I think it was Adam. It was Adam or someone else, but that doesn't matter. He was basically saying, you have to give up your individual personality because you have to come together and create something new as a couple. And the person that you were is gone. Paraphrasing it, but it was basically something like that. That person, that single person, not only how you acted, but who you were was gone. And that took some getting used to where every decision that you make is a function of two people, not just one. And I can imagine just being in that political matrix where like, yeah, I can see why a lot of couples get divorced when one person is out chasing his or her own personal, professional, political dream, and it comes at a high cost. And if you think that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama are different from Donald Trump and Melania Trump, you're tripping. If you think that uh, Barack and Michelle are different from any two married people who are in politics, you are tripping. It's something I think is universal in nature, where if you have one politician in the family, it comes at great cost and sacrifice from the other parent in that family, especially if they're children. And it just tickled me. It's like, yeah, they're just like us going through the same problems. And I don't know who told me that a marriage, and I I know it's true, it's the only, and this I'll give to both Mark and Eric. I know Twala's already gone through it. And Mark, have you been married, Mark? No. Okay, so this this Dodge the bullet so far. Okay, so far. But once they, you know, they might have, uh, you know, in their sights, and get you. But it's the only relationship I've ever been in, and I was told this, that you'll have to work on every single day. Well, every that makes it sound day. appealing, doesn't it? No, but I will say this. You may work on it every single day, but you don't have to put up with the same BS that you do as a single person. Oh, life's full of trade-offs. I was just thinking, as you spoke about this, get a pet first. Because if you find that one of you is changing the litter box all the time and the other's not bothering with it, you're not going to have kids. Don't do that. Well, here's the thing. There's kids which you can't necessarily anticipate how the other person is going to be appearing. You can't. You can't. There's no way for you to be able to anticipate that. But you have to know whether that person, you can stand at their worst. Oh, yeah. And if you know that, if you can deal with their worst, whatever that is, then you might have something. And you can't figure that out in six months or even a year usually. Well, because once you're married, you have to get into the mindset that you're not going to bail if you get angry about something. Oh, I was telling Tawal about that right before we go to break. See, it used to be where you'd argue and you get up and leave. You get in your car and go home and say, F you. I don't care. (laughs) I don't give a damn what you do. I'm leaving. And you get in your car and whatever. Then whatever happens after that happens. Now it's like, I'm going in the kitchen. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go out in the backyard for a while. Or if you do leave, okay, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
I couldn't get out the house one time. I tried to leave. Wait, save that story. Yeah. Oh, save that story. Hilarious. We'll do it on the other side. Right. This is the Johnny Ken Show. KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Mo Kelly. Last segment, I played this audio from First Lady Michelle Obama, basically saying she couldn't stand her husband, Barack Obama, for about 10 years of their 30-year marriage. And it spoke to me in terms of it doesn't really matter. Marriage is marriage is marriage for most people, I would say. And I started talking about some of the advice that I got before I got married. And I had an extended bachelorhood. And I lived. I did just about everything any man would want to do before he finally got tied down. And Mark Ronner's right behind me. And I know he's he's out there doing all sorts of stuff. But one day, he's going to get tied down. No, I'm actually, I'm in a might as well be married situation. But we just haven't thrown that switch. There's There's no point. Yeah, that's what you say. But if I were to ask her, oh, are you? She wouldn't want to marry my student loan. Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I'm a firm believer. I don't believe it. I, I serious. I don't believe if a woman says no, I don't want to get married. I believe that she may say she's okay if you don't. But I believe somewhere, if she hasn't been married, there's some part of her saying, yeah, I would like that experience. Well, she is keeping her options open. I mean, that much is clear, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what women do. Anyhow, Twala, you were getting ready to tell. I, before the break, I was yes. saying the difference between dating and marriage is your out clause. How you can leave an argument. When you're dating, you can leave at any time and just leave out the door because you don't have to answer to anyone and you're not beholden to anyone. And most likely you're not living together. So you can get in your car and drive home. And I was making the point. Now it's like, I can't stand your ass. I'm going to go in the kitchen and cool off. <laughs> I mean, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? I tried to leave. First year marriage, I tried to walk out the door in the argument. And I was getting ready to go. I was getting dressed. And we started arguing about, I have no idea what. But I've been putting lotion on my hands. All right? So my hands were slippery. And I'm like, you know what? I'm done with this. And I tried to go to the door, and I'm turning the door, and I <laughs> couldn't get. Turn. And the knob wouldn't turn, no matter what I could do. And she came up slowly behind me. She said, "Fool, where do you think you're going? We're married. You'll be back." <laughs> and I'm standing, steady, trying to like avoid this, rest this argument, trying to get out the door. And she's just laughing because I can't get out. She's like, "See, you even need me to get the door for you." Ooh, that's a burn. And I, I, at that point, I was just totally defeated in my mind. I'm like, she's right. Where am I going? Because I have to come back here later tonight. Let's go sleep in my car. Right, right. And that's just not an option. Okay. No. Now, Mark said something which is very true, that marriage being a trade-off. Yeah, there are certain things that I have relinquished. And I was never more mad at my wife when um, I had a condo. We first moved into a condo together. And she then took over. She started throwing out my mugs and I had a, a, a 92.3, the beat Steve Harvey, the morning show mug. I just loved, she threw it out because she didn't have any emotional connection to it. She was throwing out all my best plates and everything, or at least what I considered best. And it's a trade-off. Those are the things that I had to put up with, but at the same time, I did not have the type of relationship drama that I had previously. Right. You know, just the, the craziness and the fr frenetic nature of the arguments and the knockdown, drag out, just, you know, just, I would just say tumult mm -hmm. 
which usually goes along with dating in a general sense. I, I lived with someone for like three or four weeks. That was New Orleans. <laughs> bad news, bad news. Yes. If you've been listening all week, you know that story. But there are certain things that I was okay with not having to deal with anymore. Yes, I'm not running the streets anymore and, and having the type of New Year's Eve parties that I had in my 20s and 30s. Honestly, I don't think I want to, if only because I was living a different type of lifestyle and it was, it was, you know, it was fancy free. So I don't think that's a good idea in my 50s. Look, if you find that one and you can be with them forever, hey, if you are fortunate enough to have the type of situation that Mark has where neither party wants a ring, great, great. When you put that ring on, the one thing that I was told, Big Paul, rest in peace, rest in peace uh, yeah. said this at our uh, reception. He said, happy wife, happy life. But That's not true. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Happy wife, happy life, dot, dot, dot. A happy husband maintains the loving. You have to have both. I learned something different. I was told happy wife, happy life. The reality is happy wife, happy 15 minutes. Because the expectations change thereafter. Okay? <laughs> Her happiness has an expiration date. It has a shelf life. She may be happy with you this morning. Then all of a sudden, she's not happy with you. And your job as a husband is to figure out why she's not happy now. Lord and it may have mercy. nothing to do with you Ugh. at all. It may have been a phone call. It may have been a TV show. It may have been a memory. It may have been all three of those things. There's but no you, winning. But your job doing? is to figure Because I learned as, as a man, my job is to watch the Laker game. That's my job. And if I start this argument... <laughs> or if I feed into her argument, I'm not going to be able to watch the Laker game. So, Eric, I say that to you as a bachelor. Just remember, winning the argument is impossible and it's unnecessary. You don't need to win. There's no bonus to winning. Just don't start the argument before the Laker game or you won't be able to see it. See, I learned during college, during one of my relationships in college, relationships are very similar to pledge period in a fraternity. That don't end. When you're right, you're wrong. And when you're wrong, you're effed. You will never be right. Ever. Exactly. Yeah, get, let, overstand that. I don't need to be right. I just want peace. Because if I have peace, I can enjoy my meal and say it with me, the Laker game. Exactly. That's all I want. That's all I want. Now, very quickly before we go to the top of the hour break. If you don't maintain that level of peace in your house, <laughs> then you may have a third party come in. And I didn't say like a person, a third party. Did you know that South Korea has lifted the ban on imported sex dolls? First, I did not know that South Korea had a ban on imported sex dolls, and I did not know that it was such a robust industry. Buy in local. Buy local with your <laughs> sex dolls. At least in South Korea. Now, the Customs Service said it will still ban the import of childlike sex dolls, ooh, and yeah. other, and other embody, embodying certain people. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that was a thing, that people were actually trying to buy those things. Mm. But in South Korea, they have a, I don't want to say sizable, but a big market regarding these imported sex dolls. 
Now, I don't know why they were banned. I don't know what other things are banned in general, but customs have seized tens of thousands of these sex dolls. And for some reason, they're just holding on to them. Well, here's the thing. The resale market has got to be high. Okay, I know, Damn I know, you. I know, I know that we were just talking to uh, Andy, and he was talking about you know return, 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 all that. Volver, this is, volver. This is why you know, and the market has to be high on resale. Someone is like, as long as it's not used, why not? Now, the company that makes some of these sex dolls said that they've already taken back more than twenty of them from customs officials through lawsuits. They say and, and suspect that customs officials still hold in their possession, and I don't know if that means official or personal, more than 1,000 sex dolls since 2018. Okay. So it not only is that amazing that uh, 1,000 sex dolls were being sent to South Korea in that short amount of time, knowing good and well that it was illegal, mm -hmm. that you would think – Customs officials would have destroyed them because it's contraband at that point, unless they no, were using no. them. Why destroy? What are we doing? Waste not, want not. Yeah. Speak for y'all selves. It sounds to me like you're figuring the postage on these things. <laughs> John and Ken show, KFI AM640. You notice Eric didn't say a damn thing as if to not bring attention to himself. <laughs> we're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a five hundred dollar matching bonus and a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.